What's going on, everybody, and welcome back to the greatest gaming podcast on the internet, the Aussie Legs Games Cast for Friday, the 3rd of the 2nd, Got there, mate. 2023. Got there. Yeah, dude, well, last week I didn't do the date, but, like, it's thrown me off a little bit. Normally, I just, like, in my mind, I go seven days, you know? Yeah, the, yeah it's the 3rd the of the 2nd. And another thing, I was saying today on stream, how fast did January go? Like, it's just gone. Yeah, and and achieved just about as much. Yeah, literally everything. Yeah, mental. Mate, I'm joined as always by my partner in crime, my brother from another mother, the man with the plan, the chewy to my heart, the soap to my ghost, the boy who I love the most, Jack Gibbs. How you doing, brother? Carl Sinclair, I am doing bloody well. Bloody well. How you doing? I'm doing all right. I'm doing good. You know, I'm doing great. It's February already. I feel like I've accomplished nothing, just like I do every February. So, um, yeah, no, I'm doing all right. How you doing, bro? Just got to make the most of this short month, right? Just got to yeah, it's, condense it somehow, in. It's like somehow it's the shortest month every single year. And then I get to December and I'm like, somehow that was the shortest year every single year. I I looked into it once. Don't. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm not going to leave it. Yeah. Okay. Thing. It's, it's very real. Um, but that's all right. We're here. We're here to the games cast. We hope that this hour or so lasts an hour. Let's pray. Let's pray. So we can Let's aim pray. for it. So we're back. We're back after like a week off, which wasn't really a week off. So we're back after a week where we did our new podcast, picture this. Um, and I'm pretty sure we didn't call it that in the last podcast, but the name changed. Um, and <laughs> It's officially and, uh, Picture This with Jack and Kyle. It can be found on Spotify, YouTube, Apple Podcasts. Wherever you get your podcasts, you find us. Um, yeah, no, I think that episode went well. If you guys haven't heard it, I would definitely recommend going to listen to it. Me and Jack... Uh, we were supposed to pitch two Halo games, but I think by the end of it, we pitched about four. And I think I we think got another four off our sleeve. So. Yeah, they're, we, they're we always got... Though, you know what I mean? Like, you could listen to that yeah. episode in a year or a year ago, 100%. and it would be relevant. Yeah, 100%. It's, yeah. Which would be good. I feel like that would be great. Whereas, like, the games cast is very much like we, we tackle the news of the week. Sometimes we do a topic. You know what I mean? And then yeah, yeah. It's a year later. It's out of date. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah, it'll be good. It'll live on forever. So, yeah, go listen to it. And it's Picture this. It's green. It's green. Picture this. Check and call. It's green. Go, go look at it. It's awesome. But mate, this week, oof, this week. So I thought we spoke about it. Probably didn't. We're going to go over the Xbox Bethesda, uh, Xbox Bethesda Developer Direct. Uh, we're going to talk about that. We watched that. We liked that. There is a reacts over up on the YouTube if you want to see me react to that. Definitely go and check it out over at uh, youtube.com forward slash Aussie lag. Um, and uh, then we're going to talk about EA, what they've been up to. They've been axing some games. Some we knew about, some we didn't know about. We're going to talk about that. And then we're going to talk about the status of E3. Does it have a future? How many E3s do we have left? We're going to, we're going to sit here and we're going to go over that. But as I said at the start, we're going to be talking about the Exta, Exta, Xbox and Bethesda Developer Direct. Exta is what I'm going to call them together. Yeah, that works. You're all, you're all <laughs> welcome. So, mate, you watched it. I watched it. The world watched it. What did you think? I, I thought it was fantastic. As in, you know, probably wasn't the most like directed at Jack thing ever produced, but very high quality, very good pacing, very good vibe. Um, rel uh, relative to a lot of other Xbox things recently, it it's definitely top of the list for me. Thought it was a solid, uh, whatever it was, half an hour, half an hour well spent. Um, and we got Forza. For Forza really like that was that was for me. That was worth every minute have been up that early but overall i think so all right so what do we have we had we had uh redfall 
we had Forza, we had Minecraft Legends, and we had Elder Scrolls Online, plus a bonus game that they didn't tell us about. I think that's five games, and they set expectations lower than what they brought to the table. That is a perfect, hey, we're just doing this showcase early, you know, late gen. You know what I mean? Like, it's no, we, I'm, I'm assuming we could expect to have a few of these a year now, I would hope. Um, they do very well. Yeah, I, I, so overall, I, I don't know, like 9 out of 10, you know what I mean? Like, it was it was that good. Uh, I, I know it could be better, but that's purely because, like, you know, when it's next time to release whatever big fucking game, you know, maybe it'll be more your game than what was on display. So I, But I think as a baseline, they hit it. And, you know, yeah, I think if they just keep this up a couple of times a year, a few times a year, um, I think this will fill the gaps that they just seem to be going out of their way to leave behind. What are your thoughts? I like it a lot. I think it was well well done. Um, I like that when we went into this, we knew we weren't seeing Starfield. They've already hyped up a Starfield one. Oh, we knew really cool. exactly what we were going to see going in, and we got a surprise. I'm going to be 100% honest. I'm going to cop some hay for this online. You guys can suck my balls. I think this is better than any state of play going in. I know exactly what I was going to get, and I think that is really setting the tone for what we were going to get. I didn't, I didn't hype it up too high in my head. I, I, I wasn't down low because, you know, I wanted to see Elder Scrolls. I wanted to see Minecraft. I wanted to see Forza. So going in, knowing I was going to get to see this stuff, great. Um, have there been good states of play? Of course, man. The state of play where they showed off, like, Street Fighter and, and, and Resident Evil, great state of play. You know what I mean? But, you know, a lot of that was leaked beforehand and a lot of that <laughs> went on to, to cut Jeff Keighley. But, no, this was really good. Um I guess we'll go through it. Like Elder Scrolls announced Necrom. Um, that's their next expansion. Uh, it comes out in June, takes people back to Morrowind. Uh, they also announced that for a limited time, you can get ESO Plus, which includes all the chapters and past DLCs for any player if you have it, uh, if you have it, getting it on Games Pass. Awesome. Really good. Uh, we got to look at Minecraft Legends. Got a release date. It's coming was, out on April 18th. That was the best. Looks one. Yeah. That was great. Really good. Yeah, yeah, really fun. We got to look at the PvP mode, which is really, really good. Um, I'm more... I was interested in this game going in. After having seen this, I'm definitely playing it. They yeah. did a really good job of like, making me want to play it. it. Looked all right. It is Minecraft. Keep an eye on it. Game Pass. Rah, rah, rah. But like now I'm keen. Now I'm real keen. Um, and I don't think it's coming to everything. Xbox One, PS5, PS4, Switch, and PC. Uh, and Series X and S. So it's going everywhere, which is good as well. So um, even PlayStation people got something out of today. Uh, got something out of it that day. Forza, all right, man. Okay, Forza, oh, real good mate. look. Real good look. So the studio told us that there's over 500 cars with more than 800 unique upgrades. Uh, driving physics are more advanced than the last three games combined. Uh, realistic paint models. Uh, pre-car damage, dirt accumulation. They really love showing off that dirt accumulation. That was Dude. something they they sat on for a few minutes well, there. They, very good. It's because they can't damage the cars that much. So it's like, oh, they get dirty though. They get real dirty. Oh, it's, it's beautiful. Uh, and and that interesting. Interestingly enough, they didn't call them tracks. They said there's 20 environments. So that that do. means there's more tracks. But it's like, you know, if it's like a NASCAR track that has like an actual field track in it as well, it's just like that's counted as one environment. So I, cool. I, th I think 20 environments is quite transparent from them. That's 20 distinct cities or whatever. Good for them. That must include Bathurst. You know, you're doing 20 tracks. You've got to have Bathurst in there. You can't you can't just yeah. like do 20 and be like, oh, we're skipping Bathurst. Like that's not how games work. So I think we're safe there. 
20 feels all right. I think we agree. I think I was guessing 10 depressingly and you were saying about 30. 20 is in the middle. If it is a live service game where we get a few tracks a year, 20 20's all right. 20 is all right. Happy with that. Yeah. 500 cars feels good. Um, yeah, it was funny. Yeah, my my guess was 25 if they're going to add to it by the end of the year, 30 if they weren't. So oh, that's right. Yeah we, yeah. we were both really close. Yeah, we were orbiting it. That's for sure. Um, we were definitely, yeah. And they announced that like five of the tracks have never been in Forza before. So like, oh, that's good. That's yes, good. That's a good yes. amount of fresh tracks. One of them was uh, from South Africa or Africa. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. That, I don't. Yeah. I can't remember what the track name was, but that that looked dope. Um, all the models and stuff. The, what what I'm really loving about these environments is the detail off the track, because that's yep. what killed Forza Seven for me. It was like, oh, you've got Bathurst. The track feels good, but I'm just looking at a fucking white piece of paper outside the track. Like it was boring as shit. So. I think, yeah, quite excited. Um, they mentioned somewhere as well, and I can't remember. Maybe we already knew this, but they've put a lot of effort into making every track feel localized. Like even the announcements over the track venue are localized. They're not just all American. So things like that are going to go such a long way to making this game feel quite immersive. Um, 500 cars, if you can't find something you like in there, then that that's probably not their fault at that point. And that includes me. I don't really like, I used to love like Australian cars when we when we had them, so um, I don't know what I'll be enjoying the most. But trying five hundred cars should not get too boring. No, it looks like they've taken on board all the criticisms people have had from the past, and they're really trying to fix it and make this the best. Look, if, been. if you get to take a two year dev time or or whatever into a five six year dev time, I mean, this is the result you want to see. This is fantastic. Yeah, absolutely um oh how do we want to end this do we want to end this positively or do we want to end this yeah end with the so surprise. positive end with the surprise and with a surprise all right so in the not so positive camp we've got to look at redfall again and we've got a release date of may 2nd oh wait why the oof on that i'm often i'm often big time wait what was the release date again sorry uh may 2nd it's like fucking like two or three months that's all right yeah i just i just don't think the game looks good oh Sorry, I thought you were like specifically calling out the release date. No, nah, release date's fine. Game, oof. I I think the game will be better than we think, but I. It I looks don't like think... it look at the moment the way they showed it. It looks like Destiny with vampires. Yeah, yeah, but not a good like Destiny. there was a lot of activities that look like they we got ten minutes of gameplay and all of them activities look like they'll take me about ten minutes to do. Nothing yeah. felt substantial. You know what I mean. But I, that might not be the worst thing, though. Like, is this the sort of game you want to commit to hours at a time? Maybe not. From Arcane, I expected a 8 to 10 hour single player. Well, they, they, they showed co-op this time, but an Arcane co-op story game would have been what I wanted. Yeah. Not Arcane doing Destiny-like activities inside of an open world map. That is probably going to get boring after five or so hours. This is probably a better point to make in a minute, but every game so microsoft has purchased their fair share of studios over the last few years right every single game and correct me if i'm wrong but every single game that's been released by those studios was either well and truly announced or is not what you would expect from that studio like obsidian released uh that miniature game i can't remember what's called um arcane's doing redfall uh tango game works is, is not is up to, up to things i think there's a couple more examples isn't there like there's a lot of you know 
people can just do what they want. And to be fair, a lot of this was probably in development before Microsoft took over. But yeah, it's just like a rough ride. It's like, it's like, I don't know. It just feels weird. It just feels really strange. Um, but who knows? Redfall could come out and it could be amazing. But from what what they showed, right? I feel like they wanted to show a vast array of gameplay types in ten minutes. Mm. It's not really what they should have done. You know what I mean? They like. I feel like this is the first time we've seen what this game really is. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm I'm hearing you. I'm hearing you. I. My thing is, I'm sitting here going like, I don't know what they could have done to show it off better. I know. Like, that, I'm commending that. that they've come out and said exactly what it is now. You know what I mean? Like, we've seen, yeah. we've seen, like, everything you've seen, you can attribute to Destiny, right? Like, when you go in and you rescue the civilians from the three little dudes and the big dude, right? That's a patrol, you know? When you go in and you take out a vampire heart or whatever it was, that's like a dungeon. You know what I mean? That's a lost sector from Destiny where you go in, you take out the big bad, you get a chest. Like, hmm. everything they're showing, right? feels like it's sort of like a like a like a i don't want to say live service like 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 it just definitely looked in like destiny right and it was like the difference with destiny is right is destiny has five to six different planets at one time different environments different enemy types you know what i mean this is one map this is one enemy type vampires like small looking map yeah one yeah one map you know and the story mission we got to see was literally go to this house get light bulb Right, kill ads. Oh, I see. Bad guy. Killer ads, didn't it? Get light bulb. Go fast travel house. Go up lighthouse. Kill ads. Put in light bulb. Mission over. You know what I mean? Like, that does not sound exciting at all. Um, No, that's very fair. That's very fair. They showed it from the 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 single player perspective. The only time we seen co op was when they did that dungeon at the end. If I can play the single player story, if I can play the story mode in co op, give me co op gameplay. You know what I mean? Give me that game, but let me hear the interactions between the characters. They're not going to be silent the whole time. They interacted during the dungeon. They spoke to each other. I'm not here for some fucking Destiny clone that has vampires. I want to know what's going to hook me. And so far, nothing really has. <laughs> like I was actually low-key pretty hyped for Redfall. The first trailer, like the, the cinematic trailer showing all the different characters, the colorful characters, the different abilities. Like, there's some funny shit in this game. Like, the female character has an ability called lift and it's literally a a manifestation of a purple lift like an elevator that launches you up into the sky that's funny shit that's sick, like i'm yeah. sure there'll be some dialogue that'll make it funny but, yeah, i don't know i don't know i don't I, know like yeah i yeah look i don't think the game's gonna be as bad as we think but it it doesn't show well i i think it'll be fine though i think being on game pass being on xbox I think, I think the gaming media will tear it to shreds, but I think I think the community will get behind it a bit. I'm hoping that it's like, I'm hoping this isn't a live service. No one said live service. No one said they're going to be adding things or doing things. I'm hoping what we've seen was literally just like it is a co-op story-based game with all okay. these extra things littered around for you to do. You know what I mean? I hope that's what it is. But the way they showed it, it didn't feel like that. Like, they showed the story mission in the first two minutes and then brushed it off like it was nothing. And then went about that's showing I mean, all this yeah. extra crap. You know what I mean? And the story mission, not that interesting. I put a fucking light bulb in a lighthouse. And another thing that really pissed me off and sounded really stupid was, oh man, we've got to get this light bulb. We've got to put it in the lighthouse so ships know not to come here. That's not what a lighthouse does. When you put a light bulb in a lighthouse, it's to guide ships to shore. (laughs) 
you're literally doing the opposite of what a lighthouse does. <laughs> like, I don't I mean, understand. Not, not always, to be fair. Not always. Yeah. I don't oh, know. I don't, yeah. Like, 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 who are they telling not to come? Like, who have they messaged? Like, oh, if you see the light, don't go there. Like, if maybe there's a story thing where they've like we've instructed ships that when they see the light to go the opposite direction. If they come out and they say that, that's bless. I'm fine. That's cool. But if they don't, that is the opposite of what a lighthouse be doing. That is the opposite. <laughs> that's such a weird thing. What one positive I got from the video on Redfall was like the developers like are so happy they're making a vampire game. You know what I mean? They seem keen. Yeah, they yeah. Seem excited. So I, I I do think there'll be a bit more love in this game that might bridge some of the gaps we're worried about. Because I like maybe I'm being positive because like I couldn't have given a shit about it before this, and then I watched that and I'm like, yeah. okay, okay, like it's Game Pass, you know. If, if there's three other people I know jumping on, like I might fill that spot. Yeah. I mean, another thing is, and I don't say this to be like, Jack, what are you doing? But like, have you played Dishonored or nah. Prey? Okay, Jack, what are you doing? Um, like, <laughs> this is just so, so far off what they're known for and what they do. Yeah. And, that, um, and look, that sucks, honestly. Like, yeah. Oh, I, look, I shouldn't be so harsh. If the game comes out and it's excellent, then it made sense. But it's I'm just, still going to play just, it. Yeah, it's just like, a shame when, like, you know, Microsoft dumping all this money, investing in all these studios and games, and then they make something wildly different. Not that Microsoft probably had any say in it whatsoever, because they probably would prefer a Dishonored or something like that as well. It's yeah. just, it just all feels a little bit grindy. But, but yeah. at the end of the day, if a good game comes out, I mean, we'll forget the backstory yeah. quickly and we'll be stoked. Like, this is going to sound weird after I've just said all that stuff. Like, I'm still excited to try it. You know, I'm, I've been looking yeah. forward to a new game. I think about this as well, though, right? Arcane if, and Xbox. If Microsoft didn't take over, it may not have been delayed. You know what True. Bethesda's like. They would have pushed that shit out the door. Mm. So, I mean, this game might be having its best chance it's ever had. Yeah. Yeah, true. True. But from a de developer-direct standpoint, it was a good showing. And we got one last thing just to make sure that everything's oh, okay. Oh, wow. Dude, like, out of nowhere. And, thank God, so Tango yeah, Gameworks. so true. Yeah. Um, this game, sorry, this game that was announced, if it was announced a year ago, it probably would have been cancelled. I don't think it would have yeah. survived. Which sucks, because it's really good. Uh, Hi-Fi Rush got announced by Tango Gameworks. And the trailer did a good job of reminding you that Tango Gameworks are the guys that made... Uh, um, or oh, Evil Dead? No. Evil Dead? Evil, Evil Within? Within? There Within? we go. Yeah. Uh, let's see. God, I don't remember those games. Uh, yeah, they made Evil Within. And Evil Within 2. This is a rhythm action game where everything you do uh, will sync to the music. So it's like... Uh, it's like all those fun, like, on-rail rhythm action games, except it's like Devil May Cry. The Devil May Dance. There you go. That's what we'll call it. It's like a mashup of Bayonetta, Devil May Cry, and every Dance Dance Revolution you've ever played. And I have to I have to say this. Uh, it was great. It was a shadow drop. It dropped that day after the uh, after the uh, Direct, which was so freaking awesome. And I miss when, when developers and companies used to do that, so it was nice to see it happen. I've played this now for a solid... Like seven or eight hours, it's so good. Like this is a game of the year contender, and it's like only fair. Like this game is freaking amazing. I love it. I love the humor. I love the music. I love the characters. I love the boss fights. I love the platforming. I love it all. It's so good, so good. Um, 
yeah, what a what a oh, what a beautiful little drop that they just they put in our laps. And yeah, if you got Games Pass, go ahead play it right now. It's freaking amazing. I love it a lot. Um, but Jack, what do you think about Hi-Fi Rush? Oh, I've been. I love the the demonstration. I've been enjoying watching you play it a couple of times on Twitch. I have it installed, but I have not had the chance to play it yet. Um, but I I think it was just a smart move. And to Phil Spencer's credit, he did tweet like. Xbox had nothing to do with this. Bethesda was already making it. They made it, and they shadow dropped it. And I'm like, ah, that I probably wouldn't have admitted that. Like, you're a better person than me. I would have not admitted that at all. I would have made out like, ah, how good are we? But um, but I I think it's like fantastic way to make a game announce it. Like, you know, they made it very clear that this is just a smaller team at the studio that made this game, and you know, they wanted it to be clear, much like the Obsidian Obsidian team. Like, you know, this is just a bit of a passion project. You know. I think studios often do that stuff so that the developers that are burning out on the general stuff get a chance to sharpen their skills on a, on a different tree, like sharpen their axe on a different tree. Um, that's not how axes work, but you get the, the, the point I'm trying to make. I think it all it all worked well. It was Shadow Drop. No one had a chance to hate on it for not being the right game from the right studio or any of that, or being a small game. Or, like None of that. It just dropped. People played it. People instantly loved it. Twitter caught fire and everything was happily ever after. I don't know. Strategically, very, very clever. Very funny. But again, this is so depressing to say, but like, no, like, really good strategic move that Xbox didn't make. You know what I mean? Like, when when are they going to start being the reason for success? You know? Uh, the developer direct was good. That was a good start. You know what I mean? They need to build yep. on this momentum. They've They've had a good kickoff from the year. They ended last year shockingly. They've started this year off strongly. They've got to keep this up. Yep, keep the momentum. Yeah, I think they will. I think they'll do a good job of keeping the momentum. Um, let's keep our momentum. Let's do it. Right. EA. EA. Oh, by the way, stations, developer mate. direct. Yeah, I agree. Like nine out of ten. By the way. Yeah. yeah. Uh, EA. Oh. oh, so the fuck the EA on? EA is just changing everything around, man. They're they're, it's like it's like a farm yeah he's got a farm right what they're doing is they're making sure the only cows they got left are the ones they can sell you know what i mean they're trying <laughs> to make themselves look pretty they want to be the prettiest pig at market so that we buy it someone will buy them yeah i think yeah. i think that's their goal that's their end goal but we found out that uh from a very very sad tweet that apex legends mobile game is shutting down and they've cancelled the Titanfall not Titanfall the uh what was it Battlefield mobile game that yep. we knew about yep. and 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 axed a single player Titanfall game how fucking dare they well it sounds like they axed a single player Apex Legends game but that that's been mixed reporting there's also reports that it was a Titanfall game that Legends players, Legends characters would show up in. Either way, I agree. How dare they? And apparently that team has been like let go. Like is in, they're not just moving to another project. Like that's that's done. That's just not happening. I don't know what the go is there. Like I I, I understand why the Battlefield game was cancelled on mobile. Completely understand that. Apex mobile, yeah. as tragic as it is, if no one was playing it, I guess they had to go. But well, people were playing it though. Like that's the thing. But like think people about this, were though, right? playing it. It would probably cost a similar amount of money to keep that running as it does Apex, because each of them got new shit every few months. 
Like I do, I do wonder if the cost outweighed the benefit on that one. But I, you know, then again, we could just argue try fucking harder. Like you just launched the game. Like, did it even last a year? No, I don't think so. Then why fucking launch it? Like, honestly, honestly, that, honestly. That's what I'm saying. Like the Battlefield mobile game, completely understand if like that was. I mean, that, that was get a flop. Let's be honest. People like Apex is your most successful franchise. Sorry, but it's true. You can't count Star Wars, which they also fucking delayed. But like Apex is your most Titanfall. Fuck Apex. Titanfall is your your best franchise, right? You've re- you've released the battle royale that spin off from what was an amazing pair of fucking video games that you refuse to make a third one for because you're a fucking idiot and you don't want to make money. You release a battle royale that's doing really well, then you then release a mobile version that everyone was happy with. You then allow people to spend as much money as humanly fucking possible on it. You even release a fucking heirloom for the first mobile exclusive character, which people spend money on. And then a couple of months later, after releasing said heirloom, probably knowing that the fucking writing was on the wall that you probably weren't going to keep it around for much longer, you shut it down. By the way, no refunds. If you got it, you got it. Nah, Good luck. It's going to be shit. dead. If, if you if you got a store, then you got to support it for five years or something. You know what I mean? Legit. Gotta... Legit. And they were doing a new season every month. So people were making content for this thing all the time. Far they out. were monthly seasons, I believe. Because like, they were like a few seasons but later. See, I think they were like monthly seasons. This, that does support my thinking that the cost to keep it up and running must have been huge. Why why would they like why put so much into it then? Have the season mirror with the freaking with the with the actual game. Yeah. Yeah. I mean fucking Apex is too expensive as it is. Look at these collection events. They're freaking extorting money out of people for a fucking PNG. Like it's ridiculous. These collection events are super expensive. Super expensive. And they're locking shit behind it. Like do a collection event for a mythic skin, fine. One day I'll open a chest, it'll have it'll have shards in it, and I can buy the mythic skin. Alright, do a collection event for the fucking heirloom. Okay, that's how it's always been. But the latest collection event is for a reactive weapon that is just a re- redesign of the season three battle pass weapon. That's so bad. And there's no word on when this event ends if you'll be able to get it ever. Or if if you've spent $135. Like, you've got it. It's rare. It's yours. You wanted it, you've got it. That's gatekeeping people. And that's not fucking right. And they haven't done it before. And now they're doing it. There's no word on whether or not it'll become a purchasable skin or if it'll enter into this whole heirloom situation. It's just there in the collection event. A reactive gun. That is a redesign of the Season 3. It's the Peacekeeper. The, The Peacekeeper skin with the crystals in it that used to be white now they're green they're jade to go along with the chinese new year do you want to know how much money ea made last quarter yeah pretty sure if i'm reading this correctly it was 300 million dollars right so they could have afforded on two billion of revenue my thing is right is i understand that this mobile game is free and apex legends is free but I, I fucking promise you they're making more than enough money to keep them both afloat off of one. Well, maybe they should have asset shared more as well. Like, instead of doing all new legends and stuff. Like, you know what I mean? Like, maybe they should have got some efficiencies out of it while they're, while they're doing it. If that's what no, they need to do. This is what they need to do. Like, fine. Sunset the mobile game, right? Sunset it. Okay. What they need to do is 
if you have an EA account that's linked to the mobile game, right? Uh, this season's coming out already. That's probably all set in stone because we're literally like weeks away. So can't do it next season. Season after, this is what you do. You introduce both the mobile ex- exclusive legends. And if you had an Apex mobile account, you give them the heirloom that was released for that legend for nothing. Yeah, that, that feels right. That feels right. That way you're putting in these assets that were fucking wasted, but you're yeah. also making sure that people that spent money on this thing or people that gave time to that mobile game that you didn't even give a year are rewarded for their time. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. They should have. Shit. They definitely should have. You're welcome. Yeah, I solved it for you again. Jesus Christ. They just want to get sold. That's that's all I can think in my head, right? It's like they're trimming the fat so that whoever buys them doesn't have too much to juggle. That's so true. That, you know yeah, what I mean? Every decision they're making leans in that direction. Like, I'm not going to buy EA. They've got two mobile games of Battle Royale, you know, a Star Wars license. They don't have FIFA anymore. You know what I mean? Their sports games I, are like all but being cut loose. I also think that's why they opened up that studio for Battlefield and stuff. I think they've like they have to revive Battlefield. Like yeah. the fact that it's fallen so far hurt, is hurting them more than anyone now. Because I don't. Shit. Yeah, I'm looking forward to this year's FIFA to see what happens. Like the EA Sports, like it's gonna be interesting yeah. to see if that holds up. I think it will because. Like, even if another studio got the license to FIFA, they're not going to build a game as good as EA Sports no. soccer that quickly. Like, so No, unfortunately, happen. EA's been doing it long enough and has, like, a grip on that. Oh, like, the only thing FIFA brings to it are the players. I the reckon EA will to get most of them. The name. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. The, that's all they're bringing. The gameplay, the feel, the the pay-to-win mechanics, uh, they all come from EA. Like, they were there because of EA. So if they just slap a new coat of paint on it, like, it's going to stop. It's going to be fine. Speaking of uh, cancelled games, uh, according to Jeff Grubb, the Coalition cancelled one small game and one big game, and are now just working on Gear 6. And there was also some layoffs at the studio along with every other Microsoft-owned thing that impacted those as well. So now they're just working on Gear 6, nothing else. Because they've been working... Oh, since Gears 5, they've done the Matrix Awaken demo. They've supported Halo Infinite and they started a new IP and were working on a smaller game. Now they're just working on smaller Gears game. 6. I bet that smaller game is a Matrix game. I bet the reason it's been cancelled is because that new Matrix movie did terribly. Um... Ah, uh, okay. It, it, I think it would be like they did that Matrix demo, and then they're like, "Hey, we're working on a, um, they're, they're working on a small game. Awesome! It's a Matrix game. It's probably going to be something that could expand on the demo because people were too wrapped up in that to be like, oh, why isn't this a real game?' So chances are that's probably what it was. It was probably a Matrix game that has now been cancelled because you know everyone's cancelling everything these days. That big new IP, um, could be something they come back to. I feel like the reason that they're sort of like, I feel like they've like, oh, we got to get onto Gears is because Xbox still has delivered fucking nothing. 
and I feel like dropping under YP would be dangerous, especially from the Coalition. I feel like before they work on something new, they need to finish this Gears trilogy. Gears 6 coming out is the best thing for them. Finish what they started, then move on to something new, because I feel like once the story's done, the Gears fans want it, and I think the Coalition just wants to get it done. And I think if they can get it done, get it out, and everyone plays it and everyone's happy, then they can move on to a brand new IP. And I think they should. They should. Yeah. Um, I definitely should. Now, I'm not worried about this because, like, the Coalition, before they made their first Gears game, cancelled that. I can't remember what the game was called, but they were working on a game and they cancelled that and made Gears. So, like, yeah, I'm not worried about the quality of Gear 6. I just thought it was worth pointing out, along with every other cancellation going on. I believe there's more, but I don't have a list. So, um, yeah, just thought I'd mention that. Yeah. Another thing, EA is shutting down Knockout City in June. They're really cutting the fat, eh? Yes, 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 yes. Man, EA want to get sold. Do you, so bad. I kind of wish Microsoft purchased EA because the deal would have fucking went through because they're just uh, smaller. Well... Here's the thing. The Activision thing's not through yet. If it does blow up in their face, EA's right there for the picking. And I mean, yeah, but what I a PlayStation like going to do once then? Once you've got the attention of all these like regulatory bodies, I wonder, I wonder if like, well, I mean, they'll be a bit shy. Well, here's the thing, right? They shouldn't be shy because at the end of the day, it's like, when's it going to stop? You know what I mean? Like, you won't let us purchase Activision with 100 IPs and we want to purchase EA over here, which is shut down so much and only literally has three IP that are good. Like, like, why are we being stopped here and not here? Why are we being stopped here and here? Why, why, where's the line? Tell them where the line is and they'll try not to cross it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, fair, fair. Oh, why is PlayStation stopping Activision but not EA? That's weird. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, wow. Is, uh, imagine being EA in that situation. Oh, we know they're probably going to stop you, Microsoft, but if you want to buy us, you can. Yeah, you guys can buy EA. Why? Why Why are you not stopping them? Are we shit? <laughs> yes, you are shit. You know what else is shit? What else is shit? We've had a lot of E3 rumors this last week. Mate, lay like, now, because I feel like I haven't read them all. So basically, it, like, it kicked off with someone who's sucking off IGN was like, Nintendo, PlayStation, and Xbox aren't going to beat E3. And I was like, that's interesting. And then uh, a couple of days later, the ESA put out a statement. Bill put out a statement. And Nintendo put out a statement. Okay. Um, the only statement I don't have here is Phil's, but I know what he said. So we'll just go over it. So I'll, I'll, uh, I'll read the ESA statement first, okay? So ESA said, quote, E3 has a rich history within the industry, and we are always heartened to feel... Uh, to feel the passion for the show and hear what it means to different people. Reviving a trade show after a three-year hiatus in a global pandemic was always going to have its challenges, which is why we conducted an extensive search to identify the best partner to produce E3. In selecting Reed Pop as our partner, we were able to tap into their rich history of hosting popular industry events like PAX and border consumer shows like Comic-Con. They've made strong progress in reshaping the event and have received tremendous support from industry companies, all sizes, who are not only thinking about E3 2023, but how E3 fits into their marketing plans for 2024 and beyond. It's important to note that even as the show evolves and adapts, it will not impact the core of ESA's work for its member companies. 
Our priority remains advocating for your policy interests in the state and federal level. We will share news and development regarding E3 as they are available. Thank you for your ongoing support, end quote. So anything to add after that? No, I don't really have anything to add. That's quite an interesting statement. I feel like it's strong, but it doesn't name anything directly. So I do still support Readpop. That's a good good idea. Um, well, Readpop did put out a statement as well. They, I don't have it on me at the moment, but Readpop did put out that they have they have changed e3 a lot and really crafted it into something that they think will go the extra mile and be in it for the long haul um so we don't really know what it is yet though that they've changed do we no idea no idea oh, I, I don't think okay. they're allowed to exactly say it. and that leads into i don't have phil's statement but bill said that um they announced the other day, literally, that um, their press conference will be across the road at the Microsoft Theater. And the only reason that they don't have a um, booth at PAX this year is because the time, the normal time where they would like book their spot and be like, this is the area we want, it was basically there was not enough information for them to be able to do it. Like they didn't know how big an area they would have, how small an area they would have, where they would be located. It sort of felt like, Read Pop has really been changing this thing so much that they've really, like, they're still going into these last few months leading into E3. Like, it's like they're still trying to, like, craft it into whatever they're trying to do. And there just wasn't enough information at the time, which I believe is, like, November when they when they booked their, their boot spot. That's interesting, though. That's very, that's very fascinating. Because, so they're saying we didn't book a booth at E3 because there wasn't enough info. But it just yep. so happens we haven't booked a booth at E3 for the last five years. Yeah. So. But Phil said that they are willing to support, which is why their conference is still across the road. Trying to keep yeah, everything there's... within the same area. Yeah, I think we could debate all day whether it's like, you know, how supportive being across the road is, but they're there. Yeah. They're making that week a big deal. Yeah. So yeah. I, I think I think it's a net positive. I think they'll Pro be back. It's probably I not think... what the ESA want, but it's... Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> see, the thing is, is the ESA have taken way too long to hand over the reins. It's taken way too long to be like, hey, yeah. we do need to make a change. Um, and I think picking Pop was a really good, good idea. And I think, I think going into it, right, we're about to see an E3 like we saw at PAX last year here in Australia. The big players weren't there. The big players aren't here. I think it's still going to do okay. But I don't think we're going to see exactly, like, I don't think we're going to see the massive changes or the or the impact it's going to have until next year. Um, yeah, I think that's fair. I don't think it's a bad thing either. Like, just, yeah, no. it's fair. And look, Xbox doing a show across the road, that, that marks it in the calendar for a lot of people. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Looking forward to seeing it. What did um, Nintendo Inter have to say? Uh, Nintendo, uh, okay, so Nintendo put out that they had interest in being at E3 2023, but had to pull out for reasons unrelated to the show itself. Uh, VGC has come out and said that one of their uh, informants, uh, informants, God, why did they use that word? Jesus Christ. Somebody be leaking. Uh, that Nintendo has a lighter release schedule in the second half of the year, so the event space wouldn't be warranted for what they're releasing. By the sounds of it, there's only one game coming out at the end of the year that's from one of their first party IP or one of their big IP and a couple of small games. Okay, yeah, fair enough then. That, like, Which makes sense because I think yeah. they're gearing up for a new console. So. Oh, they gotta be surely. Um, I think we'll see it next year, and I think being a, a reformed E three would probably be a good place to show it. PlayStation haven't said shit because PlayStation is still so far up their own ass. But I could see PlayStation making a return. 
it would just depend on what people say about E3 this year and if they look at that and go, yeah, that looks like something we want to be a part of. Yeah, I think it's the same with PAX Australia. Like, I think next year or this year will will be a banger. I think a lot of groups just needed to see it proven before they invested. Like, PAX 2013 was very light on and then 2014 it all blew up. So I, I think that's standard practice. You know, we could probably expect better from some of these companies that we spend so much money on their services and products like at least they can do a shop to the shows we go to but um yeah it's just the way it is i guess yeah mm. yeah yeah looking forward to the gaming season that is this year seeing, yeah. seeing how it goes um looking looking forward to it so here's the big question i have before we wrap up how many e3s do you think we have left well, I think I'll have an answer for you after this one. You know what I mean? Like, I think this will really set the tone. So many but people I... are like online saying, this is the last one, this is the last one. And I'm of the mind of, I think we'll know which one's the last one after next year. If E3 wrapped up, yeah, I'd still want the annual like Xbox conference. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't understand why people want it to go because if, if Xbox, like, What's a good example? Like people PlayStation, are gonna yell at me. Right? Oh, sorry. Okay. I was just going to say, people are going to yell at me for these comparisons, but they're my comparisons, so shove off. E3 is my Super Bowl. It's yeah. my grand final weekend. Exactly. It's my ashes. You know what I mean? This is my, that one week of the year where I take time off work and I sit down and I absorb everything, every, every morsel. If that was to just go away and we were left with just state of plays uh, and fucking yeah state yeah. of play here a developer direct here i don't care what anybody says a nintendo direct is still hype as fuck like i would i would be like i would be upset <laughs> i, I feel like i lost nintendo something direct is hype as fuck it's because their conferences like, used to be the worst yeah they're pretty shit <laughs> like that's why that's why we accept that treatment of a nintendo direct just surprisingly announced every now and then I think um, we're going to get one soon. I think we're going to get one in the next couple of weeks. That'll be fucking hard. We high. deserve one over the next couple of weeks. We bloody do. Um, yeah, no, look, I, I, I completely agree. And, like, look, if E3 was to disappear, I'd still want these companies to show up at June and, like, you know, Ubisoft Xbox, like, announce stuff. Like, I don't I don't want that to disappear. So, like, do I think E3 will be around forever? Like, no. But I hope a gaming event in June happens still you know whether it's whether it's a trade show that was or a new show that becomes i hope i hope it still is the landmark that it is don't you dare bring up summer games fest in my presence mate i, I know what you're i did no to. such thing mate <laughs> <laughs> yeah we're interested to see how e3 goes against summer games fest this year just like even if it's Pax Kelly or something be. whatever it is just like yeah. june needs to be the month yeah i think all these people that are just people that sit at home and and drool on the internet and just play games when they come out like gamers quote unquote like e3 needs to go e3 is not needed anymore e3 needs to die it's like the world will be the gaming landscape the gaming world will be worse off without e3 in my opinion something yeah. will not feel the same but if you feel and that way just don't tune in you know what i mean legit. Just, just move on well, people like, oh, Xbox, Nintendo, and PlayStation aren't there. Like, it's dying. It's like, E3 is not necessarily for Xbox, Nintendo, and PlayStation. 
They will fucking, they will sell you a fucking sliced bread with moldy cheese on it and you'll buy it. E3 is for those little guys. This is the perfect opportunity for the little guy to present their game to Xbox, Nintendo and PlayStation and say, we would love to publish this on your console. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's what people need to remember. E3 is a trade show. You know what I mean? It's not a convention. You know, it's not PAX. It's slowly turned into that because we hummed and hard and bashed on the door until they let us in. And now that we've been let in and all, all people can do is complain because it's not for them. Boys and girls, it was never fucking for you. It never was. They're trying to now like fucking morph something that was never for you into something for everyone. And all you're doing is bashing it at every turn. How about be fucking grateful they're even trying? You know what I mean? Most companies would just stop. Be grateful they're giving it a go. You know what I mean? Oh, Jeff Keighley knows what's good for the world. Fuck off, Jeff Ke Jeff Keighley sucked a couple of people off. You know what I mean? And lives with Kojima on the weekends. You know what I mean? Like, good for him, you know? But, like, Summer Games Fest didn't, like, twist my nipples last year. I don't know. Probably twisted yours because you're all about killing E3. Like, why can't we have both? What's wrong with having, what's wrong with having more of a good thing? Why does one got to be here over the other? You know, like think about what the show actually is and what it was for years and years on end until you got so up on your high horse and decided you needed to be a part of it. It was a place for developers, the media and publishers to get together, showcase games so they could show you. That's what it was. This isn't some fucking, I'm going to go and play the new Spider-Man game because it's going to be there. It was, no, it was a place for people who are paid to write about this shit, people who are paid to make this shit, to get together and try each other's games, sell each other each other's games. Hey, I'd love to publish this on Nintendo. Hey, I played fucking Super Nintendo when I was a kid, and now I've developed this game. I'd love to put it on Switch. That's what it's for. You know, I say it's not for you, but it's for everyone. It's a time of year where everyone should be enjoying what we're being shown. But I don't think we should be bitching about it because it's not what we want it to be. It's a trade show, for fuck's sake. <laughs> like, it's supposed to be fucking boring for everybody involved. It's where people are doing business. But Jesus Christ, I don't know how many more times I can get that across to people. You know what I mean? I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. You are crazy. Sorry. Nah, no, nah, it's, it's all right. It's what we love. Couldn't agree more, though. Couldn't agree more. But yeah, I think we'll know the future of E3 after next year. And if it's E3's time to go, fine. But let's not dance on the grave. Let's remember what we loved about it and what made it great to begin with. Because without E3, there are a lot of things you wouldn't have today. PAX probably being one of them. So let's just fucking remember that. Jesus Christ. Jack, thank you for joining me this week, man. Thank you for having me, mate. Of course, of course. Let's come back and do it in a couple of weeks' time. All right. Be so All right, fun. Yeah, why not? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's probably do it. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening. We really do appreciate it. If you want to keep up to date with uh, what the crazy man yelling into the microphone and Jack are doing, feel free to head over to aussielag.com, where I'm sure there'll be an article about how ungrateful you all are. Um, <laughs> please be sure to read it and leave a comment and tell me how right I am. <laughs> no, I don't mean it. I love you all. You know I love you all. I just get stressed out sometimes. I just get stressed out. Uh, we'll be back in two weeks uh, talking about all the news, reviews, and everything you love. We had Roselade.com. You'll find our socials over there. If you still want a podcast next week, you'll find one. Uh, picture this will be back next week where Jack and I will be pitching a golf game. 
just a golf game with no budget. What's the craziest thing we can come up with? All right, if you want to know the answers, I'm not telling you nothing. You no have to tune budget. in next week. Forgot about that part. Yeah, it's gonna be good. No Give budget, mate. As wild as you want to get. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that is going to do it for us this week. Thank you so much for listening. If you're over on YouTube, thank you for watching and listening. And until next time, may all your games be good ones. We love you all. Until next time. Bye, everybody. Bye.